Hi, Michelle. Bienvenido. Yeah. <laughs> it's morning where we are. Wherever you are in the world audience, hello, hi, welcome. <laughs> Hola. <sighs> Audrey is practicing her Spanish again. So. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Whatever part of the world you are listening from, welcome. Um, if you are new, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome. And please, if you can, share this podcast with someone who you know may need some encouragement in what we're going to share with you today. We are on week 16, and we've been talking about, um, for the past two weeks so far, we've been talking about what has God promised you. We've been looking at the promises of God, and we're going to continue with that today. Um, it has last week. I really enjoyed last week. So if you haven't listened to last week, go back and listen to it and start the entire series. Matter of fact, um, listening to uh, the promises of God, we're taking a deep dive into looking at it and getting that assurance to hold on to the promises of God, if anything. So we're looking at what God promises you because there are some promises that God gives to us personally. We already look at the promises that are found in the word of God, but now we're looking at the promises that God gives to us as individuals. And sometimes it may seem like those promises are taking a little long, but God promises as we have um, stated in our key scripture from 2 Corinthians 1.20 says that they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So let's get into today. And we're going to start out with prayer. So, Father, we say thank you that you are a promise keeper. You are indeed a promise keeper. And though we may grow weary in waiting, oh God. Father, thank you that you strengthen us. Through your word, you strengthen us by your spirit, that we can hold on to the promises that you've given to us, that we can get assurance, oh God, in your word that they are yes and that they are amen in Christ Jesus. And that though, Father, those promises may take a while to be manifested, dear Lord, they will surely come and we can keep our eyes fixed on you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, thank you for what you will reveal in your word today, that it will be strength to us, even in our waiting for our present promises that you have given to us, Father. And that, Father, we will see what you would want us to see and hear what you want us to, want us to hear by your spirit and through your spirit, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So audience, we're going to be looking at um, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 15 to 20. And Audrey, I believe you're going to read for us. Yes, I am. And it's from the Message Bible. And it oh. says, I'm reading from verse 15, by the way, to verse 20. And it says, Hannah said, oh, no, sir, please. I'm a woman brokenhearted. I haven't been drinking 
not a drop of wine or beer. Mm. The only thing I've been pouring out is my heart, pouring it out to God. Don't for a minute think I'm a bad woman. It's because I'm so desperately unhappy and in such pain that I've stayed here so long. Eli answered her, go in peace and may the God of Israel give you what you have asked of him. Think well of me and pray for me, she said, and went her way. Then she ate heartedly, her face radiant. Up before dawn, they worshiped God and returned home to Ramah. Elikana slept with Hannah, his wife, and God began making the necessary arrangements in response to what she had asked. Before the year was out, Hannah had conceived and given birth to a son. She named him Samuel, explaining, I ask God for him. Hmm. Wow. Wow. She asked God for him. How she asked God in prayer. Wow. And it, uh, it sounds to me like it was presumed she was drunk. Yeah. I mean, starting with the beginning of the um, story and... Well, you and I know it, and for those who don't know the story, um, Anna um, went with her husband um, to the temple. And that was where she took the opportunity to pray because she was having trouble conceiving. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the, the, the priest Eli thought that she was drunk just gives you this, this picture of what kind of travail and um, distraught she was in when she was in that time of prayer. You know, for him to think that, you know, she was drunk, she must have been in, I I don't, she must have been in in quite a state. Yeah, she was lost in prayer. Yeah. So that just gives you an idea of of how deep in prayer she was. Mm -hmm. It was her heart was just really, really pouring out before God. And she really, really sought God for this desire of her. It was her heart's desire to have a child. Mm-hmm. Because um, back in that time, not having a child, you were looked down on. Mm-hmm. It was taboo. And because he had two wives, you know, and the other one was busy having children, Mm-hmm. She mocked her. Wow. You know? And if you read it, you see where because of her constantly mocking her and making her feel less than a person uh-huh. year after year. And I guess she'd been going to the temple because every year they would go up to the temple. Mm-hmm. So she must have been praying. And maybe God gave her that promise during that time. So mm-hmm. here she is fervently praying. But this time, she was like, you know what? Enough is enough. I need my promise to manifest. So whatever it took, she was about to do it. And therefore she went to the temple and she poured, she was just pouring out. She said, I'm a woman 
broken hearted. I mean, many of us can identify with our hearts being broken along the way. You know, some of us have been broken hearted from childhood, some through, you know, relationships and mm -hmm. the list can go on but she was so broken and it's not because her husband did not take good care of her because when you read and we're again encouraging everyone to read the whole chapter a matter of fact the book of samuel is like there are two books to it and it's just fun fabulous reading mm -hmm. you know so um we we all can identify with her being broken hearted you know and because of her desperate desperation she didn't she turned away from everyone not even the priests she went to god for herself and if we understand um the biblical backdrop for all of that it was the priests who went on behalf of the people to god so here it is. This woman went against the norm. Yep. You know, so he, Eli was the high priest in that time for that temple. So here yes. he is seeing a woman, no doubt, a woman. All the priests were men. Mm-hmm. Right? But here it is. A woman went all the way, bypass protocol, because she's like saying, you know what? I got to get God's attention. I have a need. I need to know. I want this to happen. You know? And she know that he would help her. That's the belief she had. Yes. You know? And many of us, with whatever we're going through, maybe we need to get to that place where we say, you know what? Everything else may not help, but we know who will help us. Like you prayed earlier. He is a promise keeper. Yes you know so she went directly to him because all her life she must have been hearing stories of what god did and how god worked so she said you know what eli not you right now i'm going straight to the source and she poured her heart out yes she did and when he realized that you know she wasn't drunk that she was just brokenhearted and that she would have been desiring this. Eli, who was, like you said, in those days, the priest went to God on behalf of the people. Mm -hmm. He spoke a word to her and he said, may the God of Israel give you what you've asked for. Yeah. All along, she'd been praying for, she, been, she had been praying on her own, right? Yeah. She'd been pleading with God but she still remained, you know, distraught. Mm -hmm. but the scripture says that she went on her way. She went in peace when he spoke this to her. Mm -hmm. You could tell she went in peace mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, if she got up, she went about her business, she ate. It's like she wasn't, she wasn't, you know, fasting and, 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 and it just distraught and heavy hearted or anything like that. So she just like just went in her way, like, okay, if you said it, it's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She got her confirmation. Well, it was like, exactly. And Eli is the priest who, who at that time was 
was you know speaking on, on behalf of God because he was the one the the, the, the in between mm-hmm. when he spoke that to her she took it as if God himself had said may you be blessed with a child yeah he heard and he answered the prayer that's what she believed so she went with peace and she received conceived and received the child with before the year had ended the scripture says mm-hmm. so I look at this and I say you know many a times for us we don't know how long let's just but we don't know how long Anna was was like this you know we don't know how long she was crying out and looking for a child seeing the other wife having children and and mm-hmm. and other children and she's not being able to have any we don't know how many years this had been going on and you know for us sometimes our pleading may be for just about a week <laughs> we're all already saying you know what it ain't gonna happen we're ready to give up But this Bible says that if we ask anything according to God, God's will, and we know that he hears us, then we should know that we have the desires of our heart. Mm. Anna was relentless. She did not let go. No. And I think sometimes that we just give up too easily. We don't hold on. Because we'll know that these things are promised to us. Let's talk about about healing. Do we think it's God's desire for us to 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 to, to be sick? No, it's not God's desire for any anyone to be sick and suffering. Mm-mm. It's His desire that we be healed, we be whole. But we don't hold on to what the Word of God says. So the word of God shows us that God desires for us to be healed and to be whole. But we'll pray. And when we don't see it manifest, we'll say, you know what? Uh, I guess God don't want to give it to me. Uh, because you know what? Sometimes in waiting, <laughs> after a while, you start actually questioning. Mm-hmm yourself and we can question our way out of a miracle we can question our way out because that doubt the spirit of doubt unbelief and fear have a way of creeping in and if we are not careful and i said we because for me i know i've been waiting on god for a lot of things and still waiting actually Mm -hmm enough to see it manifest in my life and at times it's like did i really hear god did this person really hear god was it my thought because life has a way of knocking the wind out of us and these thoughts arise just when you are going through that hard moment Hmm. and you start questioning because you see so much things around you saying contrary to what god told you yes 
You know, it's like God said, I'm taking you east and all of a sudden a west wind come and you find you're going west and northwest. And you're like, no, I, I mean, nothing looks like what he told me. So now here comes doubt, here comes unbelief and it starts creeping in and you start second guessing. And as the Bible says, an unstable man is unstable in all his ways, mm -hmm. right? And having a double mind is not good. So you can become double-minded even when initially your belief system is saying, but God told me this, God told me this. And that is why we always need to be around others who can say, you know, you gotta, be, no matter what's going on, believe and they speak in the word and they're encouraging your heart because at that moment, that's what you truly need, you yeah. know? Because not, none of us, let me say, none of us are exempt from what the enemy will try. I often think of Mary in the Bible, Jesus's mom. And I said, here's this young girl having her plans to marry this man. And I mean, Joseph must have been, mm -hmm. you know, very good. And here comes an angel to tell her she's going to have the Messiah. But then you would think as the mother of Jesus should have an easy to do life, right? Mm -hmm. But she is told they at least joseph is told that he has to go someplace and god is a planner y'all that, that that that's something we have to always remember that god is a planner and even when it's uncomfortable for us and for our thinking we're falling in his story and because the whole thing is that jesus had to be born in bethlehem right so yeah. here she is there was no porta potty there was no rest stop. They weren't driving in a Lamborghini. The roads weren't paved. You know, these rocky roads. And she's near to have a child. And she is on this donkey traveling to this far distance to have, to go pay taxes. Who wants to pay taxes to go do census? Who wants to do all of that? But she was on this journey and it wasn't a good journey. So I say all of that to say this, there are times that we are holding on to God's promises mm. and instead of it looking like the glorious finish that we all thought it was going to be because we have our own screen in our heads, mm -hmm. we're going through this process of hardship, challenges, and yes, we're ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. We're ready to throw in the towel. But wow. we have to remember the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what it looks like. He may have promised you a child and you may have even conceived and you get excited because you see the blue lines. And then within weeks, <laughs> it's not, you lost the baby and this has been going on and you're like, Lord, I know you promised me this child. Oh, the wise, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Why I can't carry it full term? Why? But he did promise. As hard as it may feel right now, he made you a promise. Remind him, let's remind him of the promise that he made to us. 
That's right. Put God in remembrance of his promise. Yeah. We are to put him in remembrance of his promise. Yeah. And when put while putting him in remembrance of his promise, we also remind ourselves as well that this yes. is what God promised us and this is what, what we have to hold on to. And as we see in Anna's story, her promise was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. The assurance that Eli gave to her was fulfilled. And mm-hmm. as it says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for those who are who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Because when she had that child, she did not forget what God did for her. She gave the child back to God. And that child became God's mouthpiece. Yes. And that's again, is about God's timeline. God knew yep. he wanted Samuel for a set time. That's right. So even though he had made a promise, maybe along the way to her, he knew Samuel could not be born at, at an earlier time or a later date. You know, there's a scripture that says God makes all things beautiful in his time. It's in Ecclesiastes, I uh, think, 3, about verse 11. He makes all things beautiful in his time, not our time, because he's not on our time clock right and there's always a purpose for what he has planned so audience hold on to what God has promised you there may have been something that you have desired and you know that it is God's will to give this to you hold on to that know that God will fulfill his promises today was good I love looking at the story of Anna it's mm-hmm. the beginning of um, Samuel's story, and I love Samuel's story. We encourage you to read First um, Samuel chapter one to get the you know the full story. Read it for yourselves. And thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. We're going to close it out and pray that you join us to um, well not tomorrow. We've been doing every other day, so join us Wednesday our time, whatever day it is your time as we continue looking at what God has promised you and also with healing through the word. So we blessed everyone. Shalom.